0: In today's unsettling times, it's good to know that Jesus is walking with us in the present and that there's hope for our future. Jesus Today is a devotional from Sarah Young that will inspire and encourage you with assurances from Scripture that God is still in control. You can get Jesus Today at JesusCalling.com or your favorite bookseller.
1: For me, my relationship with God is so important to my creative life because when you're buddies with God, you're not worried about the little things, right? You're not worried about the details of messing up or what people are saying or what they're
2: thinking. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Our guests this week know what it's like to rebuild something from the ground up and how to rely on God through the process. Sister and brother stars of the HGTV show Restored by the Fords, Leanne and Steve Ford, and humanitarian surgeon Dr. David Vanderpool. First up, growing up in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, Leanne and Steve Ford never dreamed they'd have a nationally known restoration business, now famous thanks to their HGTV series Restored by the Fords. Leanne and Steve's parents encouraged their children to chase their interests, and the family's supportive environment paved the way for Leanne and Steve to blaze a trail with their unique brand of home design, which they talk about in the new book they've written together called A Work in Progress.
1: Hi, my name is Leanne Ford, and I am an interior designer, also co star with my brother on Restored by the Fords on HGTV.
3: Hey guys, my name is Steve Ford, I'm a contractor. You've me alongside my sister, Leanne, on Restored by the Forts. So, Leanne and I grew up in the suburbs of Pittsburgh. We had uh, both our parents, which was amazing. Our mother and father totally were still in love. Having that as a, a background of our childhood really allowed us to feel supported in everything that we did. And they really wanted us to succeed so anything that we were getting taking part in whether they understood it or not they always helped us to uh be successful in those things
1: and not right. even successful as even just try you know they were supportive of us trying soccer that didn't go well trying basketball. <laughs> trying instruments the saxophone the saxophone So they were really, uh, you know, let us kind of try everything and then supporting how they could. And we felt no pressure to ace it. My favorite story, which I didn't even write about in this book, though, when I was going into high school, I had had all A's as a kid in middle school and elementary school and Uh, When I was going into high school, my mom said, get a B early, relax, and have a nice high school experience. (laughs) And she told me to get a B early and instead of trying for all A's. And I was like, hmm. You know, I thought that was a strange thing to say. And then I was like, you're right. You know, I'll see your B and
3: I'll give you a C. I think I really loosened them up before you got there, Leanne, since I was
1: lucky to get seized. <laughs> and I liked it. I liked that she kind of was like, you know, your experience and your joy in high school is equally, if not more important than grades. And guess what? She was right. We're doing just fine. You know, I realized that it was our family and our faith that created this life where we really didn't care what anyone else thought. I have my original Bible from 1995, which is the teen study Bible, and unfortunately it's neon, And <laughs> but I won't give it up because all my notes are all over it, and I have notes from, what, 1995, as a teenager, to now, to last Sunday, so I am looking for any chance to dissect any and all words especially when it comes to one of my favorite subjects which is God. So the Jesus Calling book has been lovely and it's easily digestible I'd say. I've had many Jesus Calling books gifted to me. I <laughs> Our mom gave Steve and I a copy, my husband's mom gave me a copy, friends give me a copy, so I guess uh, there's a common theme going there. As a child, I was always rearranging my bedroom. I mean, new formation daily into I convinced my mom that we needed to paint the avocado refrigerator white. And we did it. And that story is in the book because that was such a monumental day for me. We painted the refrigerator. It needed to be white. And then maybe years later, I was like, we need to paint these cabinets. They need to be white. And I look back and- I was always doing something around our childhood home. I was ripping up the carpet. I mean, everything. So then it's crazy. I did not think to get into interior design. I went into school for fashion, and I was in in the fashion field for 15 years. Meanwhile, always fixing up my rentals, fixing up my dorm rooms. About 2010, I bought this old schoolhouse outside of Pittsburgh a tiny little house and was finally able to rip out walls and rip out ceiling and make it exactly how I wanted and Country Living Magazine found out about it and they came and shot it and then when that came out people started calling and saying will you design our house? Will you design our, our office? And I just said yes and I I fully just made it up as I went along and um I just said yes to all these opportunities and then along the way i dragged my brother in
3: (laughs) my role is more of a contractor than designer so leanne wanted things done that you know most contractors were hesitant to do based on they're just not the norm as a brother you can't really say no to your sister can you you get it done so you know that's how that happened and before I was doing work with her, I was doing a lot of pet display, top styling and things like that with American Eagle. Done a couple restaurant build outs, store build outs and things like that. So It came fairly easy.
1: So I was, you know, I had all these outside of the box ideas that I wanted to do and um, all these contractors were saying, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. So I called up my big brother and I said, can you help me figure this out? And to this day, he still figures it out. And I told him, I was like, your biggest mistake was figuring it out because now I just keep giving him these new challenges. But I always say that when I present the idea, he's very anti. And then the next day he comes back and he's like, I figured out how to do it. And I think that helps me as a designer. You know, I really, I'm really not afraid to try things and mess up and, uh, you know, if it doesn't work, worst case you move on. It's not the end of the world, but especially in a creative field, and for me as an interior designer, you have to be willing to push forward and be risky or else you're sitting in a very boring puddle. You know, we, are in a society where if you mess up it's uh, it's looked down upon and the problem with that is the fear of failure kills creativity so if you're trying to move forward or try new things you are inevitably going to fail and that's okay and I think the more the world understands that failure is just a tool pushing us forward they can embrace it and kind of live a little kinder I'd say to others and to themselves and I say stay loose you know life stay loose as soon as you try to control it uh, you're in trouble (laughs) a friend of mine Peter Barbie was kind of watching what we were doing in the schoolhouse and told his friend, who happened to be looking for new talent for HGTV, about it. I mean, it was just a total off-the-cuff conversation. And this woman, Lindsay Weidhorn, calls and wants to talk. And it was a very long path into it turning into filming something. Honestly, it was probably four or five years between this first conversation and a camera showing up in Pittsburgh and multiple times they said, no, you know what, never mind, this isn't the right fit. And uh one time, for better or for worse, I told them I work with my brother. Let me know if you guys wanna show that. <laughs> they loved it. And here we are. So it was about five years I'd say before and they kept on I said I'm here, we're here when you're ready. You know, this is what we do for a living. We're not going anywhere. And if this works out, great. And if not, guess what? We get to still just do our fun job that we already love. So uh, looking back, I'm thankful that I wasn't stressed about this has to happen. You know, this has to happen now. And the reality is I had five more years to hone my craft. I mean, I was really new to design with that schoolhouse project so for five years I was able to do what I do for a living and get better at it and try new things and make a name for myself outside of the tv show so it turned into a really important blessing you know to have that time my favorite thing about what I do is inspiring people to love their homes and create a life that they love. So it's really a lot bigger than just design, you know, especially with this television show, the opportunity is there to inspire people to think differently and to not be afraid to be different than your neighbors and forget what the Joneses say and, you know, do what you love in your home. Because I really believe that when you love your home, it, translates into the rest of your life you know it's down to when your house is clean you feel better right so i want more people to be proud of where they live and it it has nothing to do with price point you know it can be low or high budget it's irrelevant to really having a home that is beautiful that you're happy to be in
3: yeah i mean for me it's it's impactful to have a place that you're happy to go home to a place you're happy to wake up in and Entertaining has always been something I like to have a space that I can bring my friends over and be proud of. Even when I had a rental space, I had Leanne come over and design my rental space. And that made me feel so much happier to be in that space that I didn't own, that now felt like it was mine. And now owning my first home and having it exactly like I wanted, there's every day I wake up happier than the day before. It's nice to be able to do that for a client too. You know, a client We go into their house, and it's not exactly what they wanted. This is their opportunity to make it exactly how they want, and we get to help them with that, and it's pretty special.
1: The ability to bring joy and happiness to people, I mean, whether it be a giggle or a laugh or a house they're proud of or an idea that gets them inspired, what an awesome gift that we're able to do that.
2: To find out when Restored by the Fords airs on HDTV, check your local listings, and you can get Steve and Leanne's book, Work in Progress, everywhere books are sold. We'll be right back with more of the Jesus Calling podcast with our next guest, humanitarian and surgeon, Dr. David Vanderpool, after this brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul.
1: Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for a special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates,
2: available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Need a last-minute gift for mom, grandmother, sister, or wife for Mother's Day? Or really, any time of the year, Jesus Calling has a new edition that's perfect for a woman's way of life. This cloth-bound edition features beautiful foil inlay and a lovely botanical design, a gift that celebrates the special women in your life every day, bringing them closer to God through prayer and devotion. Jesus Calling, the new botanical edition, is available at JesusCalling.com or wherever books are sold. Dr. David Vanderpool has chosen a life of radical service, giving up the comfortable life he used to know. Growing up in a family blessed with faith and security, Dr. Vanderpool had a strong desire, even at a young age, to help others who didn't have the same blessings he did. In 2005, he and his wife, Lori, created a medical disaster relief organization called Live Beyond that serves 14 countries worldwide today. And six years ago, the Vanderpools sold everything they had and moved down to Haiti following a massive earthquake so they could help rebuild the physical and spiritual needs of the world's most vulnerable people who call this country home.
0: Well I'm David Vanderpool and I'm a trauma surgeon by training. We started a medical disaster relief organization in 2005 and have been in 14 different countries working there. Uh, Now most recently in Haiti where we live full-time providing health care, clean water, and nutritional support to the people around us. Growing up I had the best of everything. My dad is a surgeon And we're generations from Dallas, Texas. My parents are wonderful leaders in the church, and they passed that on to me. The schools that I went to were the the very top schools. And, you know, I really wondered growing up, uh, why? Why was I so blessed in every way? And I think that people either embrace that for themselves or Maybe try to find a way to use that preparation for other people. And that's sort of the the realm that I fell into. I felt like that this was not for me, that this was for me to use for the kingdom of God. I was about 15 years old, and uh, we were visiting Nazareth in Israel. And I was speaking with a girl who was about my age, and uh, she was very bright. Uh, she had taught herself English. And we were talking together, and she asked me what I wanted to be, you know, when I grew up. And I said, well, I guess I'll be a doctor. I guess I'll be a surgeon, sort of flippantly, really. And I, I saw that it really offended her. And I said, well, you know, what, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she looked at me, and she said, I'm a girl, and that means I'm going to have babies and carry water for the rest of my life. And in, in 1975, that was the reality. And I thought, you know, of the disparity between uh, what she was going to do and what I was going to do. I just sort of flippantly came up with an answer, and yet she would long for that opportunity and didn't have it. And that really impacted me as a 15-year-old. I really It made me realize that there was an enormous disparity in this world that Jesus came to fill, that Jesus came to fill the gap between this disparity. My wife and I had dreamed of serving the poor for many years. and So after I graduated medical school and finished residency, we developed uh, just an entire lifestyle of taking care of the poor so that we might minister the gospel to people. You know, it was quite a transition leaving the lifestyle of an American surgeon. We sold everything back about almost six years ago now, including our car, our house, everything, and moved full-time to Haiti. And so we live among the poorest of the poor. In our area, there's almost no electricity. Most of Haiti is that way. There's no faucet that you turn and clean water comes out. There's no sewage control in our entire area. Most of the transportation is done on foot or by donkey. About half of the children in our area are malnourished, many of the pregnant ladies in our area are malnourished, and they just are struggling to survive. As a disaster relief organization, we went into Haiti two days after the earthquake uh, in 2010, and we established a large hospital there. And so. Basically, we have a maternal health program. We have about 350 ladies in this program. Uh, We provide them with nutrition. We provide them with education, with health care. We also have a a child nutrition program. We're presently feeding about 1,000 children a day in our location. We have a hospital that we've built, and uh, we see about 1,000 patients a month in this particular location and uh these people are all prayed for. So everybody who comes in, whether they're voodoo priests or believers, they're prayed for, and many of them receive the gospel because of that. And it is difficult to articulate, you know, how our worldview has changed. Our culture shock now is coming back to the United States. We've given everything away, we've sold everything, so we really don't have very much. And we live that way, we chose that life. That's not anything somebody forced on us. But we live very simply. And and then down in Haiti, everybody lives simply. There's no excess of anything. When you divest yourself of material things and plan B starts to fade away a little bit, you know, I think it's what happens is the Lord becomes nearer and he becomes a whole lot more apparent. One
2: of the tools that's helped Dr. Vanderpool grow closer to God is time spent in devotion and prayer with the help of Jesus Calling.
0: I think we first found out about it from a team member who came down and had one of the books and left it for us. And then these daily devotionals and inspirations are are so wonderful, and they really really help guide our lives. They give us a lot to think about and to ponder, and uh, we love that. So this is Jesus calling from December 12th, and it says, I am taking care of you. Feel the warmth and security of being enveloped in my loving presence. Every detail of your life is under my control. Moreover, everything fits into a pattern for good to those who love me and are called according to my design and purpose. Because the world is in an abnormal, fallen condition, people tend to think that chance governs the universe. Events may seem to occur randomly, with little or no meaning. People who view the world this way have overlooked one basic fact, the limitations of human understanding. What you know of the world, you inhabit only the tip of the iceberg. Submerged beneath the surface of the visible world are mysteries too vast for you to comprehend. If you could only see how close I am to you and how constantly I work on your behalf, you would never again doubt that I am wonderfully caring for you. This is why you must live by faith, not by sight, trusting in my mystery's majestic presence. You know, one of the things I think that's really inspiring to me and keeps me going is that we know we're in the very center of God's will. You know, this is exactly where he wants us to be. And uh, there's nothing that is more gratifying or supporting than knowing that you're walking exactly where God wants you to walk. To learn how you can
2: help Dr. Vanderpool's organization and to read his book called Live Beyond, please visit livebeyond.org. If you'd like to hear more stories about others who have built beautiful things on a foundation of faith, check out our interview with philanthropist Melinda Gates. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we talk with Olympic gold medal gymnast, Sean Johnson East. From the time she was little, Sean felt her purpose was pushing her body to become the best athlete she could be. And when Sean finally reached the pinnacle of her career, she was surprised at what she found waiting for her at the top.
1: I felt like I struggled with purpose and identity for so many years, but I think it had to do with my career as an elite athlete. And I remember going to the Olympics winning an Olympic gold medal, standing on the medal podium with a gold medal around my neck and feeling almost empty and thinking like I had given up my whole life for this moment, but I still felt empty and I felt like I should have felt fulfilled and I didn't.
2: Do you love hearing these stories of faith weekly from people like you whose lives have been changed by a closer walk with God? then be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling Stories of Faith podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review so that we can reach others with these inspirational stories. And you can also see these interviews on video as part of our original web series, with a new interview premiering every other Sunday on Facebook Live.